Welcome to episode 246 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. As we discussed last time, since we have finished all the actual filmed content that is directly X-Files related to the Lone Gunman spinoff, we are now looking at the tertiary media. So this will be our short stories, our novels, our comics, and if I can get access to them, the video games. We are starting with The Voice of Experience. And as mentioned last time, I'm using xfilesorder.com as my guide. I will go through whatever the oldest unread material is. That's a great website, putting everything into a reading chronology. At the time of this recording, The Voice of Experience is number eight in that order. It slots between Ghost in the Machine and Ice. And each week, or each episode from now on, I will cover whatever is next in the order, or was next in the order last time I did it, and let you know what we'll be covering next. So we can expect to jump around between media as we are covering this, including complete coverage of all 67 episodes of Millennium. So the Voice of Experience is part of the collection X-Files, The Truth is Out There. There have actually been two books with that title. The first was an episode guide back before the internet was popular enough to take on that role. The second is a short story collection published on February 17th, 2016, and it was published by IDW. They published three such collections in late 2015 and then into 2016, so it really does seem like they were stepping in with season 10 coming back on the air. So the ISBN, if you're interested, is 163-140-5268, and it's written by Rachel Kane. Now, the episode opens with Mulder bumping into an ex-girlfriend who is now married and pregnant and very excited by the baby. Later in the day, he gets called into Skinner's office, which is very unusual because Skinner at this point is just a guy he passes in the halls and he reports directly to Section Chief Blevins. His ex-girlfriend has been murdered, and while Mulder is not under suspicion because the FBI security tapes do indicate that he was in the FBI building through the entire time that she seems to have died, the police do want to talk to him, since they had exchanged business cards. The official ruling is that it's a suicide. Gina, is the ex-girlfriend's name, had been found by her husband in the garage with the car running. Despite being explicitly told not to, Mulder and Scully go and talk to her husband, who is giving all the sort of signs and indicators that he is traumatized by this unexpected, and even though the spouse is often the first subject, Mulder and Scully get the distinct impression that he was not involved and did not want this to happen. Mulder is still adamant that this was not a suicide. She was way too happy and excited about the coming baby. So they then follow up with David Samuels, a friend of hers that she had gone to meet for lunch. And this is where the case really gets started. Samuels is an author whose first book failed, but the rest did extremely well, and he seems to be an emotion-sucking vampire. All of his books were dedicated to people who were gone before their time. Mulder and Skelly do recognize that there's a statistically huge number of suicides surrounding this man that he is dedicating his novels to, 
So even Scully admits that it's suspicious. In this point in their career, she is still looking for the more mundane explanations. She is not going to the extreme possibilities yet. The story takes place in early season 10. In fact, it's October 13th, 1993 when it starts off. So they do eventually realize what is going on, and Scully ends up attacking the man to help Mulder defend himself as he's drawing their emotions, and in doing so she damages his eyes, which are a big part of how he draws those emotions out of people. So I was actually quite pleased with this, especially compared to some of the other tertiary materials. Rachel Kane really does seem to have a very good grip on the voices of the characters. That's not something I'll be able to say for all the short stories that we are going to be reading. I've read some, but most of these I'm going to be reading for the purposes of the podcast. So right now, the average rating from the eight users of the website who have rated it is given it a 3.13 out of 5. I personally gave it a 5 out of 5. I found it was very enjoyable right in line with the text. It was a little odd to involve Skinner and have CSM in the corner rather than go to Blevins at this point, but that's acknowledged and explained in the text, so I've got no issues with that. And this is a short story that I can easily recommend tracking down. In terms of the ongoing mythos, well, most of these tertiary materials are not going to have huge contributions to it because they're kind of set aside and doing their own continuity or trying to sort of dance between the raindrops. So that's not something I'm going to be putting a lot of focus on in coverage going forward. So now the topic of our next podcast is going to be the short story Dead Ringer by Kelly Armstrong from that same collection. And it's actually the first short story from that collection. The XFilesOrder.com has it slotted immediately after Fallen Angel, but before Eve. So join us for that in two weeks' time, and thank you for listening.